Hello, everyone. Welcome to Trek to the Holodeck, the only Star Trek podcast that cares about holodeck episodes. <laughs> uh, I'm Dylan. I'm Jan. And with us this week uh, is our great friend of the pod, Henry. Hello. Welcome back, Henry. Yes, yes. It's good to be back. Darius isn't here with us this week, so we've got Henry filling his his uh, big, delicious shoes. I don't know why I said uh, what that. What size shoes does, does Darius wear? <laughs> I think around like a nine, nine and a half, okay, maybe. Nine and a half, yeah. I'm wearing a yeah. pair of pair of tens, Doc Martin. Oh, yeah. actually, so you're now the, you're boots. officially on the podcast, Darius. Yeah, you no have the bigger. <laughs> yeah, Darius has to fill these shoes now. <laughs> Henry was with us previously in last season for our first contact two header, uh, mm. and he had some really great insight. That was a good from one. a film perspective, from a, a craft a perspective, with with, uh, with Babe Guy, with Babe well, Guy, with James Cromwell. Wait, yeah. what's the fuck? Yeah. Well done, pig, or no? That'll do, pig. That'll do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do. Spot uh, Henry. Mm. Just like we we said when he was on for first contact, Henry is a super fan of Voyager. He's seen every episode <laughs> three times. Uh, you might say I'm a reason. historian of Voyager. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have very uh, yeah. specific insights into these characters. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great episode to have Henry on because we can talk about this from a sort of a meta perspective on like sitcoms and stuff. Yeah, and how, yeah, and absolutely. Uh, which which, which oh. what, what episode are we doing? By the way, what's the name of it? Uh, this week we're doing Voyager, real life, aka Doctor has a family. Uh, <laughs> season three, episode twenty-two, originally aired April twenty-third, nineteen ninety-seven. That's and the episode uh, we're doing today. Yeah, <laughs> and and because we're we're doing all holodeck episodes, we figured we might as well rank them while while we do that, mm-hmm. so that way we can create a definitive list of all the greatest holodeck episodes of all time. Yes. Uh, so that means that we need a standardized system to do that, right? Yes, and the True. standardized system. Uh, it's, I'm so glad you asked, Jan. Uh, the standardized system is called the Drask system. It's a foolproof system, uh, and it stands for dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. I Holy fucking did it. I nailed cow. it. Finally, I remembered it. Wonderful. Um, it's because Darius is in here just like staring <laughs> at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like stressed out by that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what it is. Uh, which episodes do we do all the the, the holodeck episodes? Um, even if it's like what, like you just peek in it for a second, you see like yeah. just like a little bit of it, or the full holodeck episodes, which is pretty close to this one that we're doing. Yeah, totally. So and so, uh, and Henry, you normally do a, a film podcast with Dylan, right? I do, I do. Normally, we do Frames and yeah. Fools, where. We, uh, yeah, two longtime buddies talk about movies. There's really no criteria for which movies. We sort of pick them on the fly. And, you don't uh, have a system? We do not have, have anything system? as fabled as the Drask system, no. <laughs> um, we do pick our favorite uh, frames, so our favorite like shots in the movie. We uh, end up picking somebody we feel embodies the heart and soul of the film. But for the most part, we, we just that. go off on tangents about uh, yeah, we just chat. life and... Art. So oh, cool. If mm. if listener, dear listener, if you would please uh, sit down, open a large book on the 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 history of uh, Star Trek Voyager, and uh, come with us on our trek, trek to the, the holiday. Holiday. 
relations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Great, 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 great. Um. So yeah, as, as Dylan said earlier, this is Voyager, season three, episode twenty-two. Came out April twenty-third, nineteen ninety-seven. Yes, it was uh, written by Jerry Taylor with a story credit by Harry Doc Clore. That is one hell of a name. Uh, I want a (laughs) doc in the middle of my name. You can't give it to yourself, but I do want like a Henry something in quotes and then my last name. Like I want that for me. Because every time I see it, I'm like, damn, it looks Is that his nickname? Doc. Doc was not quoted, but it had a period after Doc in the opening credits. So See, it must be short an, for something. Yeah, Weird. Uh, maybe. Yeah, because it's not like an honorific that they just misplaced in the middle of his name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty dope, though, that like, I think this is his first writing credit. Uh, I know it is for Voyager. And I think that's a pretty boss move if you're like, hey, um, just so you know, so, <laughs> like, I want you to call me the Joker, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. call like me I want Doc. you to call me Doc. Fun so fact like, about this guy. His name's Doc. He is actually a doctor of philosophy. He's a oh. scientist, um, and he was he was first awarded two PhDs simultaneously in two distinct academic disciplines, both earned from Purdue. And then he Good. started making dudes double fist and some doctorates. <laughs> double fist and doctorates. He's like doc. he's like that picture after the Grammys when somebody inevitably wins more than one, and they're just like, yeah, <laughs> I get so many PhDs. He bong Jun hose it and makes his PhDs kiss. Kiss, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, he also wrote uh, other Voyager episodes, notably The Raven and Scientific Method, which we'll both eventually Nerd. do because they've, they're the Da Vinci, Leonardo Da Vinci <gasps> episodes with, oh. with um, Jonathan Reese Davies. Incredible. Oh. The Da Vinci yeah. episodes are so weird because like they're kind of good, but I feel like they tried to do something with it and it just didn't quite hit for me personally. Yeah. Uh, they're like, these are the Da Vinci episodes. Okay. Yeah, the what Da Vinci got going on? <laughs> the Da Vinci yeah. episodes Henry are uh Captain Janeway, she like finally decides to go into the holodeck after like being kind of wary of it. Yeah. And then befriends Leonardo da Vinci <laughs> and just huh. hangs out with him and talks. It's very that odd, nice. but uh it's it's fun. Yeah. It's a good one. Before we stray um, too far from it, I think we should refer to Harry Doc Clure as Harry Doc Doc Clure. Just to be doc, precise. Doc dot. Doc, Harry doc, doc dot. Clore. Doc You're doc. right. I didn't, I did not. He's got two docs. Dot. Two docs. Doc, Dr. Doc. Dr. Doc. Dr. Doc. 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 Um, this was Roger, also Roger. directed by Anson Williams, who also directed It's Only a Paper Moon, which I don't think we've done yet. We haven't done yet because it's probably going to be the best one. <laughs> one of the greatest episodes <laughs> ever that we do. It's We're a just banking it. It's a hollow sweet episode from Deep Space Nine. Yeah, hollow so sweet. Yeah. What is well, okay? What's the distinction between a hollow deck episode and a hollow sweet episode? The on hollow Deep Space sweet. Nine. Go ahead, Dylan. Well, the hollow sweet, the hollow deck is on like Enterprise or not Enterprise, but uh, um, 
why Starships. am I blanking? Yeah, Starship, uh, Starships, and uh, the Hollow Suite is on Deep Space Nine, which is like a a hub of uh, mm-hmm. a station, and it's inside of a bar basically. So they and have they Hollow charge Suites. for the Hollow Suite on Deep Space Nine, so it's not something that's free. Yeah, because yeah. it's 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 owned by the Ferengi bar owner Quark. Who's a oh, cap- they're all just crazy capitalists. Money yeah. grubbing quark. <laughs> Money grubbing quark. Uh, Jan, who did the music? Who did the music? Uh, the music was by our boy Den- Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Denny. Denny <laughs> Mac. <laughs> we're we're bringing in Henry, and he's been on the on the show before. But like, we have added bits and stuff to this, and he's not aware. He's like, uh, uh, what, what, uh, oh, yeah, Denny Mac. Yeah, Denny Mac. Uh, Denny oh, Mac. yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that guy. I know uh, most Denny. of the time I'm not around, but uh, I know the names kind of. He's the guy, right? The guy, he's, he's the man. He's the guy. <laughs> Denny McC, you know. Uh, Denny Mac did a, did a great job in this, I got to say. The music he, was... He got to play with some genres there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got a few guest star shout-outs. Hold on one second for that because I got to get the name of the character. <laughs> Lindsay Hahn as uh, Belle, who also played Beatrice Burley. 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 <laughs> Burley. Who is that? Robert is that somebody that's she's another. She's she's like <laughs> she's a holodeck character in other Voyager episodes, but oh, a different okay. character. Yeah. Okay, is she the wife? They loaded this, the like, same character. Lindsay no, no, Hunt. Lindsay Hunt. Be- Belle is the daughter. Oh, the daughter. Yeah. She's so fucking like puppy dog good. eyes the whole time. Yeah. You're just she like, really yeah. is great. <laughs> She's really good. Uh, Glenn Harris played Jeffrey, the <laughs> son who's into Klingon music and. This, earlier. <laughs> dude, this kid, man, he had me cracking up the whole time. Every, the, the nice version of him and the, the Klingon version, it, incredible. And uh, Henry, do the honors with the first Would you do the honors? Lives. Wendy Shaw. Just our shout outs. We're talking about That's right. Wendy yeah. Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. As, As uh, Francine. Is that the wife? The wife. I think she's so. like, the yeah, wife. she's like te- textbook, wife. the wife. She's so creepy. For a second, (laughs) she had the same hairstyle as Julie Andrews in Sound of Music. And I think it was just the hairstyle, but she looked a lot like Julie Andrews for a second. Just saying. Yeah. And then as soon as I wrote it down, he went back into the holodeck and it was completely different and she didn't look like Julie Andrews anymore. So And you like you rushedly erase it like stupid fucking fucking, I don't know why the fuck I said that. That's not astute anymore. So here's an important question before we get into the recap. Would you guys recommend this episode for the holodeck stuff alone? I I think it's only worth the holodeck stuff, frankly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I feel about uh, it. Yeah, too. I completely agree. I, yeah. I think it's like a stellar holodeck episode and a terror but because of how bad the ape the I guess you could say a plot, but I really think it's the B plot. Yeah, the B plot of the space stuff that's going on. Holy shit! It's, it's kind of like a bad episode. Okay, like pretty it's, bad. So I I don't I think last episode we talked about this, but we posted a meme on our Instagram page about how much we love the holodeck episodes and why anybody wouldn't like holodeck episodes because it's pretty regular in the Trek community to just shit on the holodeck episodes. I and don't understand. We, As so, an outsider, I, I do not understand that dynamic. I don't They're get great. it. And somebody, so much we, we 
we basically asked like, why would you hate the holodeck episodes? They're so good. And some random dude who doesn't follow us, who was just like scrolling along Instagram commented because I want space anomalies, not Shakespeare. And this episode is like, so you want that bullshit? Like you want that? (laughs) Like this episode is saved by the holodeck. It is more interesting in the holodeck also from a sort of like sci-fi perspective of yeah. like a hologram learning what it's like to be human yeah. versus whatever the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah. in the space stuff. Speaking. Is it Twister in space? Is that the pitch? <laughs> oh my I could goodness. not parse out what the hell was happening. I didn't uh, like, honestly, I could not summarize. I couldn't repeat back to you well, what was going thankfully. on in the so-called a plot. <laughs> We, at all, at that, all. That is, thankfully, Henry, you don't have to worry about that because this week, that's Dylan's job Woo! as he's our contestant yes. on <laughs> this week on. Uh, so Dylan is going to try to recap this episode in 30 seconds and uh, leave nothing out. Okay. Leave abs- <laughs> I actually, okay, so I knew it was my turn this week, so I actually took notes on what the fuck Ooh. was happening. So I, I might be able to to figure it out. I didn't know that these were open book, uh, but I, I will. Okay, come on. This one is so, I was like, what the fuck were they doing? I had to take notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> you had to be there the historian. There was one solid, yeah. like, space gibberish monologue where I was like, oh, that feels, yeah. And then I completely forgot what they had said. But there was God, one I point was like where someone was like, subspace. I was like, oh. Technobabble. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Plasma. Well, Dylan, uh, I will start the 30-second timer when you start talking. Okay, here we go. So they're supposed to meet these aliens in space, but like when they get there, it looks like all the shit's blown to shit. And then there's like a big explosion. They're like, whoa, the, the waves. And then somebody, Tom Paris is like, I think we can harvest that stuff for energy. And they're like, cool, let's go do it. So they send the Delta Flyer in there and the Delta Flyer starts collecting all the energy particles and whatnot to to, to feed the ship energy. Uh, and I don't, I don't really remember anything after that. That's all that I remember. <laughs> What about the holodeck? And oh, the holodeck doctor's got a family. His daughter dies of a Precy Squares incident. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. What's funny is like the holodeck stuff is the most interesting and most detailed stuff, but you really can just summarize it as the doctor has a family <laughs> yeah. and his daughter dies. Precy Squares. You got it all um, in 30 seconds. But. Well, I thought it was just outside the holodeck. I forgot that we were supposed to talk about uh, inside yeah, the holodeck. Include it. It's, it's all good, though. You, you nailed it. Great but job. I think I grasped a little bit what was going on. There was some space stuff, and they needed yeah. to go collect it so that they could feed their ship energy. And then it's I a don't... pretty common yeah, Voyager plot of like, there's some space stuff. Can we use it to get home faster? Uh, let's try. <laughs> oh, turns out no. Okay. Well, nice try. <laughs> uh, so, um, I just do need to fact check you a little bit and then Henry will go to you. Sorry. But it's not the Delta Flyer because it doesn't exist oh, fuck. yet. I'm sorry. It's the I'm sorry. Cochrane, but it's totally fine because we say runabout all the time when we say when we mean shuttles. Uh, the only reason th- I said that was because I just yeah. watched an episode of Voyager, Voyager, uh, Voyager <laughs> where Tom Tom, Tom Paris uh, races the Delta Flyer in this like intergal- intergalactic like spaceship race, and it was like yeah. really on my mind. Sorry, no, Sorry. all good, all good. Sorry, uh, Henry. go ahead, Henry. What was that? Oh, I mean, this is just a quiz because, of course, I know. But um, what the fuck is happening in Voyager? <laughs> so the basic premise is uh, they go through like a temporal 
wormhole or some shit, and they get shot into the Delta Quadrant, which is light years and light years and light years away. 75,000 light years away. Yeah. So they're just stranded out in space with no communication to Starfleet or anything. Uh, They're in a strange new world, and they're trying to get home. It's going to take them, like, what, 10 years or something to get home? No, well, more than that. More than that. At the beginning of the journey, they're like, at maximum warp, if we don't stop ever, we'll get home in like 75 years. Yeah. And that also means like, that would be like driving, you know, 100 miles per hour. Yeah. All all the way across the United States without stopping. And it's like, okay, so it's really going to take like 100 years because yeah. there's, there's, there's no weird side quests. There's, <laughs> we have to recharge the batteries. Yeah, exactly. So, so they yeah, live uh, on the ship. They're the only people yeah. that you get to really talk to. That's the All premise. Right. And, yeah. and do yeah. they meet up with any like civilizations? Do they end up like yeah. tons? Okay. Do any of them really get developed that much? Do they build interesting alliances and stuff? Not really. <laughs> they kind of try to do it with the Kazon. Like... Yeah. No. In the I'm first like of... season or two, they, like the the first big alien species they meet are called the Kazon, and they're they're like super tribal. Like there are different factions and stuff, and it, I think they just. They don't do anything with them. They, they don't do anything interesting with them. They're kind of and like a they, Klingon rehash is kind of what yeah, it they're felt like. Yeah, they're like shitty Klingons. Yeah. Because Klingons <laughs> at least have like an interesting culture and don't look shitty. Because yeah. the Kazan have these like really weird foam head things that I felt like, are you trying to do yeah, they have threads these... <laughs> or something? <laughs> it's Which really is big like, hair. is this offensive? Yeah. yeah it's very weird. Uh, Anyways, they were such a bad alien that not only did Voyager give up on them, they gave up on the concept of ever having any like long-term stakes, and they just went full episodic. Except for the fart <laughs> aliens. They kind of hung around every now yeah, and the then. Yeah, there are these – and there's like uh, the Vidians who have this plague oh, thing yeah. going on with them. They're just yeah. species that like harvest organs from other species because they're trying to cure their own plague. Isn't that uh, – wasn't there a movie character Yeah, with that? Um, F. Murray What's Abraham. His name? Isn't he a Vidian? Or no? Is that a different no, skin? You're talking about problem? from insurrection? Yeah, from yeah. insurrection. The, the plastic surgery aliens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what were those called? The They were not the Breen, the B, something like that. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Different <laughs> different skin aliens. Different skin aliens, yeah. Um, so the first thing that I noticed in this episode immediately was uh, it, start, it starts right off. It's like, there's some shit out there. And Tuvok says to Harry... Perhaps you could direct your attention to the screen and tell us what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and like, Harry's like, oh, right. yeah, oh, sorry, so, sorry. You, he was just being really passive aggressive, or the line was, the line felt passive aggressive, but he's. It totally was. I, that stuck out to me as well. Yeah. It felt like Tuvok already knew exactly what was going on. Like he had it on a, like a, a tiny display, and he's like, but that's not my job, it's Kim's job. <laughs> And I need him to I need him to know that it's his job. So I'm gonna say it in front of everybody else on the bridge at loud voice. <laughs> he's like, Oh yeah, there's a weird fluctuation or something like that. And he's like, Oh, is there? Huh. Is there, Good huh? thing you caught that, Kim. <laughs> I yeah, Harry's definitely very embarrassed. Very embarrassed by this whole situation. What, what percentage of Voyager is like office place or like workplace? bickering just people. It turns into a sitcom pretty quickly there's a decent amount of it it, it we do 
I have referred to it as a, the most sitcommy of the Star Treks because, especially near the end, I think that they just kind of gave up on it being a, like a great Star Trek show. Yeah, there's like this is the character who's like this. This is the character who's <laughs> like that. When they when these two talk, it's always like this. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it does have that sort of element, and I mean, and also like a sitcom, Kim never changes rank. He never gets promoted. Lifetime ensign, bottom yeah. of the barrel forever. And he works on the fucking, he works on the fucking, uh, the, on the bridge all the time. And there's also an episode where Tom Paris gets a pip and Harry's just in the background, just like, hmm, I guess I'll yeah. never rank up. <laughs> Tom's the hotshot pilot character for, for your context, Henry. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, Tom gets demoted. Patrick vibes. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. He's very 90s blonde hair lead yeah, guy. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Tom gets demoted and then he gets promoted. Oh, in I the, forgot. In, in all of Voyager, whereas Kim never even gets a single promotion. <laughs> like That's how uh, egregious it is. Uh, I really liked, I liked uh, the Balana Tom flirting here. At first I was like a little weird because he's weird. like, let me, like, what book are you reading? Can he I like, read? And he snatches the book grass. from her. Yeah, just like Gaston's like, it right out of her hands. Well, that's more of like a writing issue because the actual chemistry and stuff that Roxanne Dawson and uh, Robert Duncan McNeil have is, is really good. Like, And all, you can tell that they like each other, but they're just like, we just can't do this right now. But they're just like, <laughs> we just can't do this right now. Yeah, we I, just can't do this right now. I love that scene. Uh, well, Balana's single braid look. Big, Terrible. I loved it. Oh, you love big, it? Big fan of the single braid look because I hadn't seen it in a while. And then I came back to it. I was like, should have kept the single braid around. I thought you know, it was a this cool is look. The, <laughs> trivia here. This is the only episode ever that it's, it is seen on screen. Really? It was as if the costume designer was like, we're going to try something new with your hair today or, or, or hair and makeup, I guess. We're going to try something new with your hair today. And they, they screen tested it and did it or whatever. And somebody was just like, nah. I no, fucking liked like it. it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Do you like think, the braid, Henry? No, not a braid fan. The single braid. I can't remember. <laughs> Did he notice? Did you remember. notice? Yeah. No. <laughs> You're the worst historian. <laughs> <laughs> My vast, vast knowledge has many gaps. I think it was just because it was. What's the character's uh, name? Balana Taurus. Balana Taurus. It's Taurus, not Torres. 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 Or I can't trail my R's very well. Torres. I don't know. Maybe I just liked it because it showed some sort of personality because her hair for the whole show is just like. She had a braid at one point? There. It must be a wig. I think it must be a wig that Roxanne Dawson wears. Is it? Because it's kind of like a Klingon. You know how Worf's hair is really like silky and straight (laughs) sometimes? Yeah, Yeah, he's got a bob. I feel like that's what hers is. They just took the wharf wig from one of those seasons, you know, uh, <laughs> and just they, like put it, they put it on her. It was like a uh, side she's half braid. Klingon and oh, half Latina. Okay. I found a picture. Yeah. Um, I yeah, like you it. Know. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. I, I... <laughs> okay. So I think, uh, it's fine. I like it. And it's terrible is the evaluation. You of know the what? Kind of the I, kind of all... I'll die in this hill. I think she should have worn the braid. For much longer, I think it was a cool, cool it's, look. Yeah, it's nice. It's well, good let, for her. Let's continue on the track of three men talking about how the women look in this show. Because <laughs> uh, I was going to... Yes, was gonna, please. The thing, continue. The thing that stuck, stuck out to me was how, like, Kess is, like, oh, older me. now. So she's got, like, her long hair down, and she's wearing a jumpsuit. And it, I was like, yeah, this makes sense, because now the she's... The like, jumpsuit her, thing? 
yeah. Like, that's got to be very inconvenient to wear. Yeah. But it's so yeah. interesting because, like, just so you know, Henry, she's like three years old at this point. Her species ages lives to like nine very rapidly. Or yeah, something. lives to nine maximum. So she's like hitting her like actual adulthood now. I guess I don't in, know. It's in it's our super weird with her. Yeah, in our uh, perception that's, of age, that's got to have yeah. some like strange subplot issues weird. if they like stray into that territory. They wrote her Absolutely. off the show because they didn't know what the fuck to do with her. They like set yeah. up this thing and then the after best. the third season. Yeah. yeah. And this is near the end of season three, which is her last season. Yeah. And this outfit especially made me think like, is this a Rick Berman like trying to sex her up to save the character sort of thing? And then they just like, you know what? You're fired. We're bringing on Jerry Ryan. She's going to be seven of nine. She did. Which is like a she million was gonna, percent. Like, <laughs> do like backward handsprings out of the frame just based on the outfit. I was like, what is the this outfit? like gymnast Starfleet kind of thing going on? Yeah. They have a weird Rick Berman is a, that was the creepy fucking producer, like Uber piece of shit on the show that would regularly do shit like that. And we're like, let's have him in jumpsuits. And it's like, all right, man, <laughs> yeah. this is fucking, I think he made Terry Farrell wear like, um, what is it? The, breast enhancement cups you know in her bra she plays dax in deep space nine or like was trying to make her do that i think he tried to i think he asked uh marina sirtis who plays troy to get breast implants like he really was fucking weird yeah terrible terrible guy god yeah well real yeah anyway so rick berman sucks yeah and uh the rest of the holodeck stuff I, i literally wrote down I have no interest in what's going on outside. You mean of the outside holodeck. of the holiday? Outside of the holiday. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No interest. Yeah. None. Whatsoever. And it wasn't like, helped by do. the fact that, like, yeah. it, it truly felt like they filmed two separate episodes and just put them together because there was no indication, really, in any of like the doctor scenes. Like, there was no mention of like, "Hey, that crazy thing that's happening, right?" Ha ha ha. Anyway, back to the family. There was yeah, no crossover so between strange. the two at all. Completely, the only, absolutely not. The only crossover is in the like, in the uh, the doctor's offices where she's like, "I'd love sick to bay. meet your family." Yeah, sick bay, and Blana's mm. like, "Yeah, let's meet your fucking family." And you can see on her face, no, like, that, this is going to be a shit show. They're not talking about like the emergency happening or like, oh, what's the emergency, this strange, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's there's yeah, oh, yeah, out, there's yeah, yeah. stuff that's outside of the holodeck pertaining to the holodeck, but. Nothing connecting it to the weird, unexplained yeah. storm that murdered a bunch of scientists, but <laughs> yeah. it's not important anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like all that happens is the the storm is happening. The doctor is doing like at the end of his shifts, he goes to the holodeck and lives with his family and Tom and Bellana flirt. They <laughs> go into the space entity thing. Tom gets injured. This is the only point where it really crosses over. Tom yeah. is injured. The doctor is helping Tom recover. And he's like, hey, by the way, you know oh, that holodeck yeah. program I was doing? Yeah, I'm just really depressed about it. And Tom's like, why, sir? <laughs> because my daughter might be dying. And Tom's like, well, <laughs> yeah. I almost died myself. And I can't believe I'm doing this, but I have to comfort you. So uh, <laughs> I actually like what he says here. It was a great scene. I, it was it's a great, great little speech. It was wonderful. Yeah. He's like, yeah. buck up, asshole. Life's hard. 
And you you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to be human? This is what he, being human's about. This, and it is one of the best parts of the episode. Mm-hmm. And notable because it does cross over the two plots. That's true. How good this this episode might have been in all-timer if they found a way to integrate the A and B plots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the only thing I'd say to that is, yes, that's where they technically cross over. But, like, he could have been talking to him for any reason. It didn't Literally have to be him, reason. like, checking. The only part about it I'd say is, like, meaningful is the fact that it, you know, he snaps at him. Or like that concern sort of rolls over and Tom's like, whoa, buddy. But again, that right. could have happened in any interaction with him. It could have been like, uh, here's your monthly checkup, Tom. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> right. actually. None of the, it does not, he's only in the sickbay because of the A plot, but it still doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. right. I'm curious, <sighs> are there any holodeck episodes to your knowledge that uh, like whatever's happening inside the holodeck is mirrored by what's happening outside the holodeck? Like directly, because I feel like that's like a ripe spot, to right, like a writing do. thing to do. Yeah, right. Like the doctor's imaginary daughter is dying of the Precy Squares thing, and like they go to this alien spaceship, and somebody's daughter is also dying or something. Like I feel like that should have happened at one point, right? But I can't think of anyone that does that sort of thing. Um, I think is that too, you know, sometimes too it's really well integrated, like. Obviously, like emergence, for example, everything is happening, has an impact on everything else. I think that the best one that does it is the Voyager episode uh, from season seven where Seven goes on a date with Chakotay. Uh, you know where she's having the the simulation of the the story of her interaction with the crew and where – on the holodeck, she's like really well integrated with the crew and gets along really well. But whenever she's in – a real situation with the crew, she is not doing as well. Like she's not good at it. I think that's yeah. called, I think that one's human error. And that's uh, also, which, yeah, they basically redid that episode with, um, Barkley when he, well, the they other way the, around, Barkley did way, it first. Yeah. Yeah. Barkley did it first and then they just rehashed that episode for her basically. Which is fascinating. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, besides that, I'm having trouble. Maybe one will come to mind. But yeah, for the most part, like um, I'm just looking at our rankings list here because I thought there would be a good opportunity. But I, I just don't think that there are great ones. I mean, the Icarus Factor in the hol- the holodeck segments, Worf is trying to do this rite of ascension thing, <laughs> which is like a part of like growing up and like becoming an adult Klingon. And, and then we've got Ambo Jitsu. And dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ambo Jitsu, but also like Riker and his dad, like get his dad acknowledging oh, yeah. that he's his own person and a man and has grown beyond yeah. him. Yeah. That's might be a stretch though. You know, that's some like right. college yeah. freshman year essay sort of In- interpretation. Polls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry to go on such a ch- tangent there, Henry. Um, if I, if I were to write time, a holiday episode. All I could hear in my head was, even a holographic bullet can kill. Can kill. Well, maybe kill. first contact is actually the best example because I was going to say because it literally like, directly <laughs> affects what's happening. And Picard is like it mirrors Picard's feeling. Like I want to kill all of these motherfuckers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will do whatever it takes. 
Oh, that one's so good. Even the yeah. um, bullet can kill. Do you want to just be let's, done with this yeah, non-holodeck section? I don't want to talk sucks. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's check the archives first, and yeah. uh, then we'll pop out. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Voyager, Mess Hall. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. This casserole, I just, it's good, but I've just had it so many times, you know? I I agree with you entirely. Uh, There's only, my diet actually cannot sustain this many grubs over a short period of time. As you know, for a Vulcan, I have a very sensitive gastrointestinal system. Yeah. Uh, And I have tried to tell Neelix this repeatedly. Uh, but he keeps deflecting, which is incredibly I've frustrating. Him, I've told him that before. I said, hey, Neelix, I have a bit of like a Volky like intestinal system. So maybe like. I'm sorry. What, don't. Did he just say Volky? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? You said Volky. Yeah. Did, were you yeah. saying Volky as in Vulcan? Yeah. It's kind of just like short for Vulcan. No. you. Uh, I'm that- sorry, but you, you, you cannot say that. I mean, there. Is Volky that not okay? Is, oh. Well, it's it's not explicitly a slur, uh, but we, I, I get a vibe from the word Volky that is not positive. For example, if you were to say Vork is very Volky, that would make yeah. sense. I've been hearing that quite a bit. Oh yeah, around, I mean yeah. If I am a bit torn about it because if you say Vork is Volky, I I'm like yeah, that that Vulcan is Volky. But if you were to say I am Volky or your stomach is Volky, that is when you get into dangerous oh. territory. I would say that it is effectively the neutral zone of language. Oh, that's, I'm that's sorry. Where you are navigating. No, it's it's okay. I'm sorry, I didn't know. It's the the hottest new word on the ship. Everyone's been saying it. I didn't know. I'm so, I just didn't know. No, you it's know. it's okay. Volky Varric is probably. Vorik, excuse me, whatever his name is. Who cares, right? <laughs> Who yeah, cares he's the worst. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, he's awful. How how is uh, managing the uh, the band, the new Klingon band? Oh yeah, I, uh, it's great. They're great. They're great little little dudes. Um, and their music really really rocks. Those uh, those those Klingon teenagers and that yeah. one kid, uh, 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 the doctor's son. I, I don't even know their name. Jeffrey. Thank you. I, I manage them. I don't even know their names. Uh, but wow. I got them set up for a couple hollow shows. Uh, I can get you free tickets if you if you want. They're going to oh, be playing a show on Friday. I've actually befriended Largan, Kakoth, and Jeffrey quite quite a bit. I'm their biggest fans. I actually purchased a poster from your merch store. That was, was you. My, yes. Oh, that was, oh man. I'm sorry. Are you? There's, Do you? Yeah, are you we're just waiting sorry. for our. I'm just going to sit yeah. down. This. The, the, oh, uh, are you okay? okay? You've kind of been hovering yeah. for no, about two to three I'm minutes. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't really know how to... Uh, I, I introduced myself Archibald. I am, I am Archibald. Nice to oh, meet okay. the two of you. Um, Hi, Archibald. I'm Pert. Uh, and I am Lopec, and usually that is where Tom Space sits. And He's got the... He's supposed to be here eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Space. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, you guys are all great. Um... I've loved uh, keeping up with all of your exploits. Um, I'm sorry. Honestly, I, very fascinating. I hate to inter- Yeah, if that's I, I all right. Mean- I, I don't usually sit with people when I eat. In fact, I don't. I'm not normally allowed in the, the mess hall. But um, 
you know, they, I'm they sorry. let me out sometimes. Yeah. I've never, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I've n- absolutely never seen you before. How do you know us? Are you some sort of space entity that is like pretending oh, to man. be a Oh man, do we have another one? No, of, no, no, no. Space man. entity? No, I, I, I'm just a, a historian of sorts, uh, a cataloger of uh, experiences. Um, uh, Captain keeps a log. Uh, I keep a log <laughs> of a certain sense for everyone and everything on the ship. Um, yeah. I didn't even know that we had that. It seems kind of creepy now that I'm thinking about it. It's kind so, of like a... Well, we are on a voyage, a voyage of discovery, so I think it is important to, to keep a record, you know, since uh, no one else seems like they're interested in uh, keeping track of what's going on. Uh, do you mind if I smoke? Oh. Um, okay. Oh, sure. Sorry, the job is just yeah. so stressful. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that you could do that outside of the holodeck. What yeah, are me you neither. cataloging right now, Archibald? Well, I can't wrap my head around what the fuck happened on the bridge earlier. Um, Frankly, (laughs) subspace. (laughs) I mean, am I the only one who has no idea what's happening right now? Tell us about it. We don't, we don't, we're, you know, we're high level uh, people. I mean, we're not, but like theoretically, theoretically we could be, and we don't even know what was going on. Yeah, so a lot to do with a the, lot happens yeah. right out here. It's a, it's pretty wacky, um, you know. Yeah. These expeditions, and uh, you see a lot of shit. Uh, you see a lot of things, and you know, usually there's there's something something to be said, and there's you know sort of a lesson we all learn. You know, it's kind of the point of all of this. And hey, hey frankly, Arch. I just really don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Arch, is it okay if I call you Arch? Or uh, Archie, Archibald, is that all right? Please, 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 Archibald. Oh, okay, yeah. Archibald. How old are you? Um, just out of curiosity. Um, I, I, I've been doing this a long time. Yeah, yeah. There's, I, I actually, am, I do this job for, for most voyages, so I've been at it since, uh, uh, like a twenty three fifties or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. close close to the you beginning. Are, close okay, to the beginning. Yeah, I was gonna say because your your hair um, is just straight white. It's just so, very white. Uh, yes, yeah. it's I, thin. And I do still use paper. Um, I, uh, I they tried to switch me over to the electronic systems uh, back in the. Uh, 2030 aughts and and frankly uh interesting uh you know you lose you lose one backup too many and you just go right back to the quill right back to that that good old parchment hence this uh this big old stack of papers here uh, i got a file in both of you it's actually fascinating you, oh you do gosh. you keep me uh, up let me just at can't cut you off there archibald i i I've, I'm so bored by everything that you say. That, that's okay. It, it's, it's like it's talking a, to a, a, a very bulky yeah. human, to be oh, honest. And, are, are and, we, and I don't use that? that. Yeah, yeah, bulky. You're super you can't bulky. Say it. I can oh, say it. Super you, bulky you can't say it either, Pert. Oh, I can I'm sorry. say it. I've, I've no, read but like, okay. because we're friends. I, like, I wouldn't I got, say it out said, loud. You know what I mean? No, it's okay if you write it. Exactly, in, in sort of like an academic sense, uh, like quote preservation. He said exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah. to be, I'm not sure what happened uh, yesterday. It has something to do with a storm. That's mm-hmm. that's what I got. How mm-hmm. about you, Pert? I don't fucking know. I was too busy. Um, we were they were playing their new their new single for me. So I was in the holodeck yeah. listening to that racket. 
I think uh, Tom is fine though, so really nothing happened. If you yeah, if you I really just want to say like it was just a normal day, I would just I would just put that in. Yeah, you could chalk it up with normal yeah. day. Well, and, Simple and yeah. as that. From what probably. I could tell, it didn't actually affect the hollow deck. It really seemed like there was kind of a schism, yeah. a sort of a split where you know yeah. half the time something was happening and. And, you know, you really wouldn't have known that the entire ship was uh, shaking and holes were buckling. Um, but I uh, was in, no, yeah, I was I was in the uh, engineering manifolds section trying to get make sure all the manifolds were labeled correctly. And I heard there was like a rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, quite a rumble. But I think yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, I think that was a piece of debris from that space station with all the scientists on it. That, yeah, what terrible, happened with that tragic. exactly? Um, they're dead. Um from what we've pieced together, the storm did in fact kill them. But you know, we really—it oh. um, doesn't really Oof. matter. Man, uh, I am you know, so bored with the I'm way frustrated for yeah. this. But yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm starting really, to. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm just not. I don't feel like I'm going to wait for Tom's base. Same, I think, actually. I think uh, I'm yeah. a little busy. I think I need to. I, yeah. The, the oh, band's you, waiting you, for you, me. Oh, you're. Oh, Okay, no, uh, that, that's yeah, fine. I'll, I'll eat alone. I often eat alone. That's that's. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's it's nothing against for you. You, I, we just am kind of busy and Tom, no, it's fine. You know, I'll, he's I'll always late, so <laughs> uh, I, will, uh, <laughs> I will see you later. <laughs> okay, yeah. Ar- okay, Archibald. Archibald, uh, Archibald it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> hey, should we should we give a heads up to Tom's base? Like, no, 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 absolutely right. not. Yeah, okay. Absolutely not. Big big fan of Tom. Big fan of Tom. So, the holodeck. The doctor has a family. Awesome. I fucking... I love this shit. I love this this holodeck content. It's delightful. It's so... is delightful and weird. Bob so created this is Pleasantville... Yeah. yeah, Robert Picardo, yeah. Love him. He, he has created this Pleasantville-style family... <laughs> that worships him, which is so appropriate truly, for this doctor. Truly does. <laughs> yeah, it fits his character so well because, like, and he, yeah, yeah, he's a narcissist basically yeah. in in the show. And he doesn't uh, do anything. He, his one contribution is that he works and he comes home and he is worshipped. I and, mean, that's yeah. pretty. That's like the American yep. dream, right? It's the yeah, the yeah. nuclear family. Absolutely. So it's like done in this like 50s, 60s style sitcom, which is kind of appropriate. I haven't watched WandaVision, but my understanding is that that show plays with those tropes. Yeah. Do it. Oh, I haven't it watched up. it. So I was just going to say earlier on it. when it was like, yeah, this really gets into like sitcoms and things. And it just, I, I don't know. I haven't been avoiding it. I just haven't been watching WandaVision, but this makes me want to watch that because I'm like, oh, damn. I like seeing sitcoms broken down and sort of. Yeah you know, messed with to say something um, within something larger. So it's becoming dangerous now with that. Absolutely. Cause like this, I hear a lot of good things about WandaVision. Uh, obviously I want to make my own opinions about it, but it's getting to the point now where like a spoiler is going to happen. Like I know yes. that there is a spoiler that is out I there. I can feel the clock and, ticking down. <laughs> exactly. But that's kind of my primary motivation to watch it. And I don't like that. I don't like no, that. I'm either. like, I need to watch it. Otherwise it's going to get ruined. So I just want to be able to watch it safely on my own time. I, okay. I have a, I thought about this the other day as I was watching this episode and I was trying to think of a way to pitch a show to CBS. That's just called the holodeck. 
Oh, sorry. no, 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 no! It's just called the holodeck. <laughs> hey, got bad news about your WandaVision idea. Fuck! <laughs> God damn it! Um, because I feel like if they were to make this episode today, they could have gone full sitcom. Like they could have gotten weird because, like, that's what the holodeck is all about. But because of their, you know, budgetary constrictions, it wasn't like a sitcommy thing. Um. And I feel like there's so much opportunity to do that now with the holodeck. I don't even know what the show would entail, but it would just be a show about the holodeck and Starfleet officers. It would like, just experiencing... be a, a ship. It's just like a miserable assignment. Everyone hates it there. And yeah. it, the whole show is about them escaping the reality. And it's just all like a metaphor for modern uh, pop culture and like escapism oh and things like that. Well, I, I that's what I think because... It's like this Star Trek, episode, but everyone hates their job. Well, this episode, <laughs> like, it puts on display how many great actual science fiction questions that you can explore and talk about through the holodeck yeah. because you can go anywhere. And well, especially with the literal, doctor being an like, image. What, what, what do you call the doctor? He's a emergency an, medical hologram. Hologram. So he EMH. is a hologram. So you have like an AI who is trying to learn how to be more human going through, yeah, this journey where his parameters are off and he's trying to increase his, in, like in his end goal is he wants to be a better doctor, right? Um, more He wants to be a human. That. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. And he's just and like, he wants to be acknowledged for his contributions. That's yeah, exactly. For him too. And he's, yeah. yeah. And he's also really, really wants people to be like, you're the best. Yep. Um, and yeah, like that's, it's, it's like a little, it, it's sci-fi wrapped in sci-fi. It's like a little sci-fi sandwich wrap of like concepts being explored. It's really nice. Like it's, yeah, it's really so cool. cool. And even though it's haha, the doctor's got a family, like there's a lot going on actually. Yeah. Cause it, it starts off as like, haha, the doctor has a family and it's exactly what you would by expect. By the end of it, him. I'm crying. What the oh, hell? I know. <laughs> I, I was, I, I like, I kind of remembered and knew what was going to happen. I was like, oh yeah, like the daughter dies of in playing Parisi squares. <laughs> I just remember that, you know, it's like that's coming. And then when it's happening, I'm like, God, they're doing this like ER, like it's yeah. so. <laughs> but it's affecting me more than it, ER yeah, ever has. <laughs> I so forgot. I knew poor that poor girl's paralyzed and she's gonna die. Christ. I can't feel my I, legs. Is that the medicine? Brief pause. No. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. This. <laughs> Honestly, oh. might be the darkest episode of Star Trek I've ever seen because, it like, totally I is. forgot. I knew that she died, it but I forgot so how she died. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, and like the Precy Square thing. Like a couple episodes ago, we just had a bit about like me, my character accidentally murdering somebody on playing Precy Squares, and then we watched this episode. And I was like, "Oh fuck, I forgot she died." <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, Dylan. Too soon. <laughs> She does a lovely job, uh, Lindsay Hahn does, uh, too. She does. She's got yeah. so much wounded fear in her eyes. And the oh. doctor, I think it's so great when he he does learn. Like, he, he probably, this is the densest amount of growth that the doctor ever does on this show. It's just <laughs> one episode where he has a family and his daughter dies. <laughs> I mean, I, honest to God, like, I was kind of taking notes, like, hearing him talk to somebody like his bedside manner was like mildly inspirational. Um, just He's like good. watching it and hearing him like deal with this incredibly difficult situation with so much empathy and so much like grace was 
Yeah. Was, I, I really dug it, actually. It's, and for him, that's growth, because one of his characteristics is he has terrible bedside manner. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. just an asshole, yeah, to he's, everyone. He's a real <laughs> piece of shit. Because yeah. so, yeah, based on this, I'm like, oh, he's got some rough edges, but he's a good guy. Like, no, that's man. my, my frame of reference, <laughs> is having only seen this single episode of Voyager. Right. Twice. Yeah, my my impression, you know. <laughs> throughout most of the show, if somebody comes in and is like, I think I have appendicitis and he's like, sit down, you fucking idiot. I guess I'll do this. I guess I'll help you, you dumbass. Like, <laughs> It's like, maybe oh, you man. should have been born with a with a stupid appendix then. Have you thought about that? <laughs> like, that's, that's his appendix, you, yeah. you yeah. dumb human. I would also... Vestigial organs. I would very much watch a, like, in the Star Trek universe, high school dramedy about, like, high kids in high school in in the perfect earth and what the fuck that's like because like what oh, is high school like, the, like on yeah. perfect earth <laughs> i deep space nine kind of dabbles with this where like jake is the perfect student kind of yeah and he has to help his frangy friend who's not as good in in school but like then eventually inspires him to join starfleet <laughs> like everybody ends up pleasantville style in star yeah, in this Star Trek universe I, but i yeah i like this klingon friends thing which is like really yeah. it's racially coded there's I, yeah I there is some i i <laughs> had yeah. to google the difference between undertones and overtones and i'm still not sure which to use but there are some tones <laughs> happening in this show it's definitely a couple times alone in my room i went <laughs> Because, yeah, the, the Pleasantville section happens and then he invites people over, uh, Balana and Kes for dinner. And Balana's like, hey, this. this is this is stupid bullshit. This is like, bullshit. <laughs> I grew up in a very fucked up household. My mom was Klingon. My dad was not around and he was uh, human. Uh, let me let me make some modifications to your program to make it more realistic. And oh, she I forgot that like, she did that. I forgot that she's yes. like, try this one out for size. Yeah. Fuck it. Wait, does that mean she programmed it so that the daughter would die? No. She didn't I, write it. I don't think she wrote it because she said <laughs> that she uh, she programmed it to have like kind of random algorithms to to try to simulate what a like real family gotcha. like, stuff would be like. She didn't you know, write it. What a normal think. family goes through on a day to day basis. It's true yeah. though. She, what she does, yeah, it's like loud programming. music, arguments, <laughs> children dying. Dude, I got it. That's weirdly enough. That's a reality of a lot of family, like my family True. at least. Like that's Darius fair. No, here, as I was saying, but I was we like, fucking ah, played. Fuck. We played loud ass music, and you True. know, you yell at your parents every now and then. Like it happens, yeah. but yeah, it's chaos when they first get in there. And the mom's like, I gotta go. I'm speaking to this thing. It's your turn for dinner, You have a job? Wait, you have a job? What? He's like, who's gonna make dinner? It's like, maybe you should once in a while. Really great. It's like, but I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I just find it, yeah, interesting that I wonder how much of Bolana is in these, like, oh, and he starts hanging out with Klingon kids. Yeah, that's what I was thinking specifically was like, if she's the one that took the reins and was like, like, oh man, and it really does kind of get into this um, sort of, yeah, critique of that. Uh, I don't know enough sitcoms well enough, but sort of the Brady Bunch-ish, like, you know, dad's the, the breadwinner. 
comes home, yeah. yeah, hangs the hat and like the the wife is like standing there with the oven mitts and the casserole and she's like, I baked you something special. And it's like so set in its ways. And this is like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Well, I feel like there are a lot of sitcoms in the late 80s and early 90s where the kids starts hanging out with bad influences. And it's classic. I, I think that they there were real weird racial undertones yeah. for those. Like it's different. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a threat. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, am I supposed to, yeah, how am I supposed to feel about this? Obviously bad. Um, and yeah. watching it now, it's like I kept waiting for the moment where the doctor was going to learn that he was hanging not out with the Klingon, Klingon kids yeah, was not all good Klingon for him. Kids are bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it actually it never, didn't happened. Happen. <laughs> it never happened. I don't know. I didn't maybe I just overlooked this, but I didn't get the explicit notion that the Klingon kids were bad like no. i didn't get the explicit notion that the doctor felt that way i feel like after a while he kind of understood that they didn't but, explicitly but say like that this, but like, by the end the kid comes back to like the the daughter dies and the the son kind of comes back to the table and he's back in his like i don't know for lack of like his his human clothing um is he didn't see his clothes and his hair is kind of back to normal and his face is all nice again and like and it's this rejection of that. Of that. Yeah. His little mini arc in this story is he sort of flirts with the, the dark side and then, you know, kind of gives that up and comes back to the fold. They didn't explore that side of it. It was kind of a quick, like, they have their argument and then the mm. daughter dies and then you just see the kid come back and hug his dad. So I didn't really, yeah. I just read into but that he as reverted. like. Like, he looks well, no, like he I, did I, at the beginning. You know what I mean? Like. I understand that he reverted, but my brain was just like his sister's in the hospital. He's not going to wear his like punk clothes to the hospital. <laughs> like if, for yeah. me, at least like if I was like a punk and like my sister died, I'd probably be like, okay, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to do the, I'm whole, not, not going to do the rebellious. Black. I'm not going to do the rebellious <laughs> kid thing right now. As my sister kid. died. Yeah, yeah. Like, because that's what he's doing the whole time is just like, yeah, cosplaying as like rebellious teen. But I understand. I get the the overtones. I Like, I understand that. I just didn't pick up on it at the end. It does feel like there's an element of, you know, you're like this perfect doctor guy. And I'm not, I can't be that dad. So, and because I can't be that, I'm going to go 100% in the opposite direction to make it yeah. feel like I'm in control of that choice versus yeah. I'm just incompetent. I don't know. I think kids do that kind of thing. Like my, or like brothers and sisters rebel against their eldest or, yeah. you know, like I, I'm not him. Okay. I never, I'm yeah. going to be him. So instead I'm going to get into, you know, Klingon music. Like that's yeah. my personality now. Loud, weird like, Klingon. Question. Yeah. Would, would you guys listen to Klingon music based on the sample? If it was quieter. If it was a little quieter. Yeah, if, if it didn't make my could, eyes hurt. If I could hear myself think. <laughs> Uh, it actually, I do. I wonder if Dennis McCarthy composed that piece because I couldn't find any information Ooh. on that. Because I thought I was like, this is interesting. This is this is very. It sounds sort of like punk rock or something like that or yeah. metal, but also uniquely not. Like it's it's something. Yeah. And so that was a choice. And yeah, some thought if, definitely if, went into it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That kid, man, he looks so fucking dumb. He looks so <laughs> stupid. The shots of him when he's sitting down and they're having their family meeting and he looks up and is just like, what? And he's got the stupid fucking hair. Is it true? Were you asleep at noon? (laughs) That whole scene's great too. 
the 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 fucking um the family, family meeting. meeting. But he's like, <laughs> here's all like, your schedules. Yeah, and the, here's all your the wife new is shit. Like, and the mom is like, can we talk? <laughs> um, <laughs> you didn't even fucking talk to me about this, yeah. dude. What the hell? Yeah, you I don't like have how, three like, children. Everybody's, you have two. <laughs> everybody's got to make sacrifices. And he's like, what, what sacrifice are you making? He's like, I'm cooking. And she's like, I cook all the fucking time. That's you like normal. You already do that. What's your job? What's <laughs> yeah. your fucking sacrifice? Yeah. And for the first time ever, the doctor realizes what a sacrifice really is i think it's just it's i think it's a great episode because it's one of the few episodes where we get to see actual like human growth in somebody right like emotional growth uh in a character which only really happens with the the like emhs or data or seven of nine people who like aren't biologically like human you know their AI or whatever. Totally. In fact, there is a very similar episode in TNG where, well, there's not explicitly a family, but Data does make a daughter for himself named Law. Oh, yeah, Law. And that yeah. kind of has a very similar arc at the end, especially. Yeah. So he does a lot of growing in that episode. She died too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's no. honestly... It's kind of wild because they give every one of those characters like kids. Like I just watched uh, an episode of Voyager with Seven of Nine and uh, what's his name? Icheb. Icheb. I fucking hate his name, man. I cannot get over his name. Uh, But yeah, Icheb and like uh, her like cortical implant is going out and Icheb's like, take mine. And she's like, no, fuck you. And he's like, God damn it. Like take my cortical implant. And they they're, you know, mom and son. And it's kind of nice and. You get to see, yeah, human what, growth. What, do you think now, see, it's it's complicated too, right? Because it sort of implies that part of the human experience is to reproduce and have offspring. Mm-hmm. I wonder if like there are other ways, you know, because, you know, there are a lot of people who choose to not have kids. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just as important and uh, human as the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wonder if that, if this is a trope that, has aged poorly or if we really aren't even supposed to think about it that much, mm-hmm. but like there's a sort of, yeah. I feel like it's a shorthand for saying like now they're even more human because they have kids, you know, or like you should think of them. Yeah. I kind of read it as more similar. of a, Oh, oh sorry. I, I just read it more as like, they have a deeper relationship with somebody than they've ever had before, regardless of like, and that can happen even if you don't have kids, right? Like there are people in your life that you have real, really, you're really connected with, even if you don't realize it. That's how I read it at least. But I, yeah, I, I see, I see that. I think. What you got, Henry? Well, similarly, I was thinking about like, oh, you know, like it's, it's very, you know, impactful. Um, But I was thinking about how often um, to make one character like learn something or to boost them or to make them deeper as a character, somebody has to die. Typically, female characters have to die to like deepen that. Fridging, right? Like that's the expression. Man pain. When you so when you what I like when to you call fridge it. a girlfriend a, a or a wife. Bit, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, in yeah, that yeah. umbrella. Um, and it's you know, and this is one of those things. Like you brought up ER. It's kind of that thing where you you have a constant cast of people dying so that the main characters can learn something about themselves. And <laughs> yeah. I think you know, and loss is a part of life. And I think seeing those things. Like I'm sure somebody watched this and it helped them deal with a death in their own life. Or I'm sure somebody watched this and it helped them, you know, deal with an illness that they had or something like that. Like I can see this being very impactful and I think it definitely has its place. 
I think also when you start to see things like, oh, over and over, you see these non-human characters learning to be more human by acquiring children or, you know, by having someone close to them die so they can understand loss. It, yeah, I don't think there's like a definitive thing I can say about it, but it does bring up questions, especially when it's, um, older television where I think it was a bit more, I don't know, heteronormative and like very, yeah, sort of focused on that nuclear family. This is why there's what, like five fucking Star Trek shows on TV right now. And no, there's like three or something, uh, soon to be five, but they have such an incredible opportunity to explore these ideas and talk about them in science fiction. But they're making like weird action adventure shit. And it's like, you have, we have the technology. Like there are things we that we can- We have the technology. We have the technology. And that would be a great thing to explore in our current day right now. But it doesn't, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say they're not going to do it, but I have a hard time believing that Alex Kirksman is going to be like, oh yeah, I'd like to explore that. Uh <laughs> What that would it right be there. like? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. There's, we'll see if Strange New Worlds can do a. I don't think so. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely going to like that show, but I have a hard time believing it's going to be a. Yeah. It's just going to be like old Star Trek for old people as much as I love it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, I also want to bring up the fact that the kid says Volky at one point. Uh, and it sounds like a racial slur, just super demeaning to Vulcans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, speaking How of... How does he use it? Know, Do you have the quote? He says, uh, that's a Vulky idea or something. Like, uh, it's no, it's the schedule. His, it's at the scheduling meeting. He's at oh, the scheduling okay. meeting. He's like, we've got these schedules. And he's like, this is a Vulky idea, which is like logical and orderly. I Assuming that's what that... Yeah. Racial slur but means like, derogatorily. <laughs> derogatorily, like it's a compliment, but not in the right way. It's 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 like the the typical like you know like Asians are good at math. It's like mm, yeah. I mean like uh, don't like no what? don't do that just, just, yeah. don't do that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I love to go back to the campy funny bits to me are just a really well lit, written lines by Doctor Doc. Uh, there's, there's, uh, <laughs> the scene where it's like, what is, what is that? It's a knife. What does it look like? <laughs> so, yeah. So sassy. It's just like, or he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, uh, it's my home unless you forgot or something like that. Like I live here. It's like, you're not supposed to be here yet. Uh, I was so pissed at those fucking Klingon kids. Cause Picardo is like, what the fuck are you doing here? What's going on? And they're just like, uh, I plead the fifth. I'd like to see my lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> and they just don't fucking say anything. And then they leave. And they're like, you're a fucking weak human. Deuces. And then they leave. And I was like, what the Humans fuck, suck? man? <laughs> yeah. We're trying to make your son a fucking man. But, uh. <laughs> well, and okay. Was the implication, I, you guys know Klingons better than I do, but like, was it sort of implying that it was kind of like, uh, pseudo like yes it's like a vulcan rite of passage but is it kind of like a gang initiation because that that was the vibes that the sitcom setting was giving it was like like his 
kids running with the wrong crowd and he's getting into some dark stuff. At first I thought they were like extorting him for money. I thought they had the knife and they were like, <laughs> you know, your you're fucking- going to, yeah, you're going to pay us or like, I had no idea what was happening until it was spelled out very explicitly for me. Yeah. I this, forgot that it was a bloodletting. I thought it was just the right of ascension. Yeah, and then that's the first like, thing. Like, oh, this yeah. is a knife for the right of ascension. And yeah. Picard, the doctor's like, no, it's not. You no, it's this not. is for this you're is for go gang cut killings. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna go fucking shank somebody right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it definitely does that angle, which again is like oh, a little weird. Yeah, like, not what great. What is this about? Pretty, pretty nineties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty nineties. Well, it's pretty nineties and it's, like up through fairly. Recently, first I I got like Sonder Bullock in the Blind Side vibes when he was like confronting <laughs> the Klingon kids. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Yeah, like, where she like goes to the hood to find the mom. Like, yeah, the exactly. Mom. Yeah, like or, goes there or, or, and then oh, she's like yeah. she's like tough in the face of all these like you know hardcore gangsters, and it's just got the same kind of energy where you're supposed to be impressed that the doctor knows as much as he does about Klingon knives and rituals and like yeah. It's it's the same flavor. I was like, it's, <laughs> it's the same energy. Feel a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so like, weird. You're telling these people how they should live or something. What 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 business? What do you do you I know about your rituals. Space? Don't try to pull one over on me, Klingon. It's so weird because this kind of stuff, it's like '90s stuff. It's so close to getting it right, and then it just takes one little turn in the wrong direction, and you're like, you almost had it. Yeah, you almost had it. <laughs> this could have been a very yeah, sweet, sweet one. story. <laughs> yeah. Still made me cry, but it could have made me cry and also made me not go. Oh. Almost had it. Um, yeah. last I have one last question. Does he delete the family forever, or does he still have the family? <laughs> I think he goes um, through the emotional trauma of it and then just doesn't play <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> I feel like. I don't know. If I was one of the writers, I'd be like, let's have them actually fucking live in the, let's keep these characters around. Cause like, it'd be fascinating to see him like actually have to deal with his daughter's death in the long term instead Damn. of just like, oh, she died. I'm sad. And then it's over. He's like, Oop, bloop, I'm going to go golf on Centauri 7 or whatever the fuck. I think it would have been cool to see like in season four or season five, him like, oh yeah, actually I'm going to hang out with my family tonight. Oh, you're still doing this? Yeah, every once in a while. And you go in and you see how like, yeah, Yeah. that would have been cool. It's like, oh, even if it was just him mentioning it, like you wouldn't even have to show it necessarily. But if he's like, yeah, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I I agree entirely. So cool. It'd be Um, so cool. But unfortunately that did not happen. Uh, which is odd because again, (laughs) until you said that it was living in my head and it was like possible. Head, that can be headcanon. In his days off, he goes yeah. and hangs out with his family. Totally. Um, I just want to throw out a little bit of trivia here. Uh, this one really made me laugh a lot because it was on on Memory Alpha. The unauthorized reference book Delta Quadrant from page 181 gives this installment a rating of 0 out of 10. <laughs> this episode is 0 out of 10? <laughs> yep. They hated it, which who, is like, wait, who the which fuck part is, did you like? What is this dumbass book? What that's the fuck got, is this stupid Yeah, that's book? got like the same vibe as when Skyfall came out. Tangent. Um, I don't Please. like Peter Travers from Rolling Stone all that oh, much. Yeah. Um, I don't and think anyone does. The, well, the final nail in the coffin for me was back in 2012 when Skyfall came out. He did a ranked list of all the James Bond movies, which. Okay. And 
at the very bottom of, at the time, what, 20, however many there were, at the very bottom, he put Quantum of Solace from 2008. At the very bottom, very bottom, below all of the like cheesy bullshit. Super, like, yeah. And it was like, we get it. You're trying to it, cute, like great. Yeah, That's you, what the zero really out of 10 says it. to me is someone's <laughs> just like, the science was unbelievable. I hate the holodeck. We don't even go there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you're party and you're like, you're, you're having a conversation with someone. It's like, yeah, like I had a good time. Like it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, but, um, you like, know, I, it sucks. I, I enjoyed, it's like, you're, and they're not even in the conversation, but they're like at the, yeah. they got like chip and dip in their hand. <laughs> like, Oh, you guys talking about real life season three, episode 22. Oh. That episode's a zero out of 10. <laughs> episode blows. Okay. This guy, <laughs> I wrote this book. <laughs> the guy wrote this book, David A. McGinty. Oh, David Fuck a. this McGinty. guy. He's got a he McGinty just, ass name. He writes, <laughs> he wrote fucking Doctor Who fiction, like a hundred Doctor Who fiction books. So I don't even want to hear it that this is bad. I was a Doctor Who person in high school, so I kind of know Doctor Who. That shit is cheesy as fuck, and it's just as cheesy, if not cheesier, than this episode of Star Trek. Yeah, so, how is this a zero? I'm telling out you, of it's 10? it's dramatics. It's it's just like yeah, it's somebody saying something. Like the fact that it's zero out of ten tells me all I need to know. Like it's not even yeah. nuance. It's like oh, you're just being dramatic. Fuck you, I could David. See you hating the holodeck, but liking space stuff. And being like, you know what? This is a three out of 10. It tried to do space stuff and it failed. <laughs> exactly. The rest of the episode is holodeck stuff, which I don't like. But that Anything would be like a three out of 10. Anything but a zero. Anything I'd but a zero. I'd mind. be like, oh, we got to look into this. We got to figure out what their stance is. You call it zero out of 10. Like, oh, you're that <laughs> you guy just, at the party. It's just. Yeah. I'm yeah. imagining people who only like space stuff being like turning this episode on and being like, oh, it's holodeck. Scanning through it, just skipping all of it yeah. and watching like. The eight minutes of space stuff and being like, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> and then just going to the next episode yeah. and just yeah. not even paying attention to anything. The worst. Uh, the name for the doctor in this episode in the sitcom world is Kenneth. Kenneth. Which I think is pretty fitting. But it's, apparently yeah. it's, an, it's an inside joke about um, the co-producer, Kenneth Biller. Apparently, I think maybe they, they nicknamed him. Uh, the doctor or something like that. But anyways, yeah. So the doctor's mm -hmm. name, this was just Kenneth as a result. That's better than his first name. What was his first name? And, uh, that the, uh, when he's trying to figure out a name, Joe? And he's in, no, 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 no. It's not Joe. He's in the, the, oh, uh, the heroes the and holodeck. demons. Yeah. Heroes and demons. And he says, uh, what the fuck is his name? It's a famous physicist, isn't it? It's a really dumb name. Yeah, I can't remember what it He's is. He's like, yeah, you know, this awesome physicist who knew all this physics stuff. I'm like, okay. Uh, I can't remember. Like, I'm right, not looking nerd. at that. It's like Eisenberg or something like that. No, it's worse. It's worse. <laughs> it's uh, worse. <laughs> apparently, um, this is another piece of trivia while you look for, while you look yeah, for that. Yeah. Um, the doctor is written... His for the first season uh, of Voyager uh, in the scripts, he's referred to as Zimmer, and this and whenever they in the stage directions, they talk about when he appears. You know, when his program comes on and off, they mm -hmm. refer to that as Zimmer's in and Zimmer's out, and that's because the production designer Herman Zimmerman was in charge of you know special effects and stuff like that. So they would call it Zimmering Ooh. or Zimmers, and then they take. Herman Zimmerman's name and they actually make it the name of the creator of the doctor 
canon in a TV show. So the Robert Picardo character, Dr. Zimmerman, who designs the program of the doctor is named Zimmerman. <laughs> Anyways, it's That's a lot incredible. of levels of meta, but Zimmerman is a, is a, is a big deal. And also good job, Herman Zimmerman for all your production work over the years. Great job. I found it. Okay. What is it? <laughs> he, he, there's this big buildup and he says, my name is Schweitzer. Schweitzer. Oh, yeah. Schweitzer. That's what it is. Schweitzer. From, uh, is that Peter? Peter Schweitzer? I have no idea. I think, no, actually, I think I, it was a neighbor I had when I was a kid. Schweitzer. What a Schweitzer. dumb name. But it's um, also the name of a physicist or doctor yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Albert. Would Albert sense. Schweitzer? Albert that Schweitzer. sounds about right. Did you? You looked it know. up. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just looked up the name of the... It is Albert Schweitzer, yeah. It's Albert Schweitzer. Oh, is it? Schweitzer. Hell yeah. Look yeah. at me. But the doctor just goes by ass. singular Schweitzer. No name, just Schweitzer. Schweitzer, yeah. 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 Because uh, he was a philosopher scientist of medicine. Mm. You guys want to rate this real quick? Let's rate it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You're familiar with our rating system, one to five. Drasks will we'll lead the way. In terms of dialogue, how'd you guys feel? I think it... It's pretty good. I think it's good. I think it's I, I really love, good. Yeah. <laughs> Highlights being, um, for better or for worse, all of the Klingon stuff. It's a knife. What does it look like? That kind of thing. Um, <laughs> the uh, Just the repartee between him and the family and the contrast once like the settings get applied. Very mm-hmm. effective. Uh, the really, oh, yeah. really sad dialogue that is like, the like super I, sad. Am I like, yeah. Is it the yeah, medicine? Amazing, amazing little bit there. And then um, Tom's like pep talk. Really nice. It was we one of those where. We can't judge that one. We can't judge that one because it's outside oh, of the it's, holiday. Okay. Well, one yeah. thing about that, it does the thing that you can't do in real life, but is super effective in movies where somebody finishes their thought by saying something. And then they walk away. And, and leaving. They, yeah, and they don't say, like, bye. They don't do anything. But they just walk away to leave the character going, huh, well. Huh. You know, like, to like for it to sink in. Yeah. Happens all the time on medical shows. Try doing that in real life. It's really weird. It's like, hey, wait, what did you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait, hold on. Life, you just dropped a ton of bricks on me. It would be super awkward. You'd say something like, and that's how you'll know who you really are. And, and right. then, he, yeah, you do go, like, it's been really I don't nice know how talking. to make Goodbye. it audio, but like the kind of like the, you know, and, and when you know, you'll know. And kind of like the little, the little head nod that's like, mm, and then you walk and then away. You, and you hear a little All right, tip, well, tip, 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 tip. Yeah, it's been nice. Yeah. Music <laughs> swells f- and cut. <laughs> I'm going to go with a 4.5. Okay. On the dialogue. How about you, Henry? Yeah, I'll go. With, I don't know what a five looks like, but it's pretty good. So I'll give it a four point five. I'm gonna give right. it a full on five because there's like the genre Ooh. switches for me are really impressive. Ah, fuck. I'll give it a yeah, five too. Okay. okay, as long as I'm All not right. the only one going there. Yeah, like they're pretty distinctive. Like lines like, "So I could replicate interesting meals for Kenneth." Like, are it's, it's good. Too, yeah. I've got work. You gotta just. How about you make your dinner yourself? kind of mm-hmm. stuff also uh <laughs> what kind of what music you're listening to Klingon. i know it's just one word Klingon. but it's like it's so perfect. yeah that's in the camp category for me which by the oh, way okay. was the exact moment that as soon as it said Klingon, i was like oh it's like 
this is, this is going to go uh, a direction. <laughs> like I just knew yep. the second he's like, I'm listening to Klingon music and you can't stop me. I'm like, Ooh, all right. Uh, how about romance? I don't think there is a ton. Uh, that one. Oh, not in the holodeck. Mm. Exactly. There's like response. It's not romance, but like being married and like, yeah. Learning how to not just boss your wife around. That's true. It's like romance in a, yeah. in a more genuine way. Like how do you find a, a connection Yeah, with a yeah. person that, yeah. Uh, so I'll give it a, a two for that because it's not often depicted in Star Trek. I'm going to go with a one because it's just kind of there. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go two just because I like the idea that it does sort of depict a more marital side of romance, you know. And like a, a couple going through, you know, grief for a moment. Yeah, it's not romantic true. per se, but it's it's kind of nice to see a couple like, I don't know. Anyway. There's some ugly two. sides to romance. You know, it's not just the good things. It's the bad things. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Uh, for action, I, I there really wasn't. I thought there was going to be something with the right of ascension and the knife yeah. and stuff, but I, I, yeah. I got to give it a zero. <laughs> I got to give it a zero. It did the Chekhov's gun thing and then never stabbed anyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a 0.5 <laughs> just because he comes home and there are two dudes, one of whom is holding a knife and not trying to hide it. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, and I was, it was tense for a second when I had no idea what was going on. I was like, oh, they're robbing him. His his like friends who are a bad influence are robbing him. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm going to go with a zero though. Uh, <laughs> uh, suspense. That, that scene itself is pretty suspenseful. Like, what, is, what is the mystery of this? Uh, there's like, the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit of suspense when you hear that the daughter had an accident. Yeah, because you don't mm. really know if she's like dead or doesn't have a head anymore or something. You know. Yeah, and then and there's also suspense. Like, is she gonna die until but he finally they, admits it? Yeah, yeah, they tell you pretty quickly. Yeah, I'll, I'll give, it a, give it a one. E- same Z's. I was going to go with, one. I'll split the difference. 1.5. Ah, you don't right. have to do that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> camp for me is a five. That's a big winner for me. It's yeah, it's That's, up there. That's <laughs> I'll give that a five as well. It's great. It's a five. That's a five the, for me, dog. The Klingon music, the Klingon clothes, the uh, whole thing, the, the Pleasantville. Like I do, I'm going to do a little bit of trigonometry to like, wind down like the kids being like, yeah, yeah it's, it's a real vulky I'll make sure idea. my homework is done before you get home and the really dark room uh that the girl dies in Did you guys <laughs> notice that like it was just like she was already dead i don't even they know where she was it. this yeah. weird room <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's I, so weird i couldn't tell if it was at the house or if they i don't yeah. know i don't know yeah. yeah yeah big 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 five for me dog uh and finally stakes uh, for me, it's like maybe it impacts how the doctor's bedside manner is in his job as the doctor on Voyager, but it's is barely stakes integrated. Like lasting stakes, or like how it affects the main show, or is it? It just depends. Like- for me personally, I look at stakes on the stakes of what's currently happening in the holodeck. But hmm. Jan looks at the stakes a little differently. Four and a half. It kind of depends. <laughs> his his family's falling apart. His daughter dies. Like his son is like, I'm leaving. I That's don't know. true. I mean, there, there's really high stakes for the doctor on an emotional level as yeah. who he is. And In terms he of does what's grow his, a lot. his objective was to like try to learn about this and 
Yeah, the mm-hmm. whole thing. I mean, he he literally gives up on it and has to be convinced to go back because it's so tough. overwhelmingly yeah tough and challenging that he thinks mm-hmm. he can't do it. Which is you know what I got. I'm gonna give it a what? three because I think that's a really good point. And it's just I wish it had been integrated into the larger stakes of the ship and the crew and and more. basically for me a five is like somebody could die who is real yeah. and also it would affect the ship. Mm-hmm. That's a five for Even me. a holographic this bullet can kill. Exactly, yeah. Whereas I'm going to go with a... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jan. I no, didn't no, mean no, to... I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a four. Four. For me. Nice. Great. Cool. Nice. So that's uh, Crunch Doe's numbers. Computer, what is our final score? Calculating. 2.8. Three. Uh, which I think that that's uh, a little bit more than a zero out of ten. <laughs> Wait, uh, that's is solid. that a ten? <laughs> no, 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 no. For that guy, that stupid fucking author, zero. Yeah, making fun of that guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. So this puts it. D- it's interesting how these cluster on our rankings list because like yeah. a lot of TNG episodes are clustered together a lot of Voyager episodes are clustered together and this is clustered with three other Voyager episodes so it's between Extreme Risk and Alter Ego uh, and below Author Author so there's like four Voyager episodes and just like just right. sub three range because they're all kind of I feel like if you hit it once you're going to keep Kind of hitting the same notes. Yeah, especially if you, if you the get show. the holodeck and you get how to use it in the show, you're gonna keep using it. But they they never learn to it, it, correct, and and they never learn to integrate the stories of the holodeck and the episode. And I think mm-hmm. that's why they tend to cluster together. Whereas TNG does a much better job of that. What's and currently these, on top? Number one is our man Bashir from Deep Space Nine. You would lo- oh my god, you'd love Armin Bashir. It's a James Bond episode. Yeah, it, with Bashir. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That would be yeah. uh, definitely above Quantum of Solace on Peter Traver's list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the the doctor character on Deep Space Nine basically has a James Bond program. And he goes in there and all the characters from the show are like Cisco, the captain, plays like the, the supervillain with the cat. It's just a James Bond episode. It's awesome. It's, it's so fun. much fun. It's yeah. Very fun. It's wonderful. Oy. Okay, well, All right. uh, thank you for guesting, Henry, filling in. Yeah, really appreciate, really appreciate that. it. Always love your perspective. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you want to plug? Do you have anything you want to say before we uh, <laughs> do s- get oh, out of here? Oh, boy. Um, 2021 is here, and yeah, it came out swinging. We came out swinging. Uh, some words were exchanged, and uh, yeah, we're all still <laughs> chugging along. So, uh <laughs> You know, keep doing you. Try to find something that uh, keeps you happy. Mm, Drink water. Get good sleep. You know, all that good stuff. Uh, Go listen to Frames and Fools. Dylan and I enjoy talking about movies. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's some fun ones we've watched recently. So, including. Which one was your favorite? Oh, um, we watched watched an excellent Danish movie called Another Round. Um, oh, yeah, starring Maz, Maz Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. It's yeah. so good. fantastic. Actually, one of the characters looks like you. His buddy Nikolai. Oh, he does kind of look like Does you. look like you. Um, kind of, But it's yeah. great. It's the story of these four friends who work at a school, and they test out a hypothesis that um, your blood alcohol, you can, like, life is better if you are slightly drunk all the time. And they 
test it out and oh, I love the that. antics commence. Um, that sounds very much like a 90s premise, like Jim Carrey movie premise. Like, yeah. you know how all his movies are like, yeah. what if a guy did yes. this all the time? Like high concept, <laughs> dumb movies with like a moral message and a serious ending. But um, this is like, it exceeds that. It, yeah, it, it's it sounds refined, like a dumb yeah, premise. Like, but well, it's I want to see more movies like <laughs> yeah. it show up because you're absolutely right. It's kind of the return of the high concept. But it, normally it'd be a comedy, but this is just like you take that concept and run with it. Kind of like, yeah. uh, you know, Eternal Sunset and the Spotless Mind, Stranger Than Fiction, in that vein of like, it's just good shit. Yeah. And it's got I some of the most excellent drunk acting I've ever seen. The ending <laughs> is amazing. It's one of the best endings to a movie I've ever seen. It's good stuff. Uh, so check it out. That's awesome. Another I, round. That, yeah. 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 It, it's on my list. Watch it. Watch it, folks. And watch Frames, watch, watch, Listen watch, to watch, Frames watch, and Fools. Uh, what are we watching next week, Jan? We're going to watch, it's a little bit after Valentine's Day, but we're going to watch the infamous Delete the Wife Voyager episode. It's called Fair <laughs> Haven. From season six, episode 11. And Henry, yeah, to be quick, it's just Janeway's romance novel. And in the romance novel, there's a wife character, but she's like going to play it. And she says, computer, delete, delete the wife. Because I'm going to so fuck. Good. It's <laughs> so good, man. This episode yeah. rules. I'm very yeah. excited to, yeah. to That's do so it. exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Make sure to uh, subscribe to us on on podcast things, all of the things. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Apple podcasts. Google, yeah. whatever you use. You get a little ding when we got a new ding. episode. Yeah. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Who doesn't want a so ding? Nice. Uh, we also have a <laughs> Discord, uh, as well as like an Instagram and Twitter account. They're all there are links to all of those in our Instagram bio. So th- that's a great place to 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 spin off of. So Trek to yeah. the Holodeck on Instagram. We also do like a lot of shit post meme things there and, and videos. Yes. So yeah, it's, it's also time. a great place to get alerted to our new content. Check us out on uh, Bumble as well. Uh, <laughs> We're all on Bumble. We're and, all on uh, under, under a single Trek to the Holodeck uh, That's right. <laughs> you just get to pick your flavor when you, when you match with us. <laughs> Uh, the computer voice was re- provided by Verona Blue. Thank you. It's quite cool. Uh, the intro and outro music is provided by the artist Bodyline, available on Bandcamp. Uh, they, we are using it with the permission of the Midwest Collective. Thank you very much. And as always, uh, we're not. A, <laughs> we're not. A, we're a fan podcast. We're not. You know, Spycom CBS is. They don't care about us, and they're not giving us money. Um, and Next Paramount Plus. Fuck, I don't know what the fuck that is. Though. It's very exciting things in the pipeline. I um, already made that joke, Henry. <laughs> Did you? Damn it! I already made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, seriously, this is a fan podcast, and fuck you, Viacom CBS, as per usual. <laughs> okay, all right. End transmission. spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite and for a while i almost forgot he was a hologram that means the holodeck safeties are off computer execute complete shutdown of the holodeck all holo simulations have been terminated 